Uh, I got news. We're going to talk about news. Oh, yeah? yeah, like actual automotive news. I okay. Yeah. So. I'm right. ready. Oh, hello and welcome to episode. I should have waited for this to load. Nope, nope, no freezing. I think we're good. Hello and welcome to episode 364. 364. Uh, of the Hooniverse podcast. Um, what's going on, Ron? Not much, man. I was just about to ask who you were. I am right oh. said Fred, oh. and I am oh. too sexy. Too sexy for what? Oh, you're not too sexy for your shirt. No, this is a very... This Nobody else has to look that button. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm definitely not. I'm not too sexy for anything. Um, that's okay, though. I'm happy with who I am. Um, so I actually prepared tonight. I know, rare, but I did. I've got a few bullet points, uh, some automotive news to cover, because there's been some good stuff in the news lately. I've been completely out of touch. I have no idea what's going on. So I am, uh, yeah, I'm I actually, ready I like to it. learn. I like that. Yeah. Um, all right. First up, you've heard of this one, though. Ford Ranger Raptor. Yeah. Yeah. I know very little except for the live shocks and 400 horsepower. I don't know how we get there or what it costs, but I do know. Yep. 405 horse twin turbo V6, three liter. So that's basically the Bronco Raptor motor, I think. I thought Um, that was the three five. Is that, did that get the three five? I don't fucking know. Maybe it's, maybe it's, I don't know. I just said I don't know. And then I'm going to come in here and correct you. Right? No, I, I, What's in the Bronco Raptor? I should know this. I mean, I've driven it, um, but I forget these things. I'm scrolling and I'm talking and I'm trying to fill the space as I'm looking up. It is the three uh, liter. Uh, it makes 418 in the Bronco. Oh, Raptor. really? Yes, I'm not crazy. Anyway, oh, in the in the Bronco. In the Bronco Raptor, it makes 418, and the Ranger yeah. Raptor makes 405. 405. Yeah, got it. Uh, which is awesome. Um, yeah, like you said, Fox shocks, live valves, 2.5s, fronts get coilovers, rears get remote reservoirs, front and rear lockers, which is fucking sweet. Asking price is 56K, which feels fair, and the dealers are going to fucking ruin it. Oh, yeah, for sure. $100,000 truck already. Uh, I've been here in 10, which, shit, that's, you know, low, I guess, in this day and age of markups. It still sucks because, like, at 66, you're almost to an unmarked up Raptor. Right. Uh, or, uh, excuse me, F-150 Raptor. Like um, oh, yeah. an actual Raptor? No, like, because, really? like, well, if, without a markup of, like, MSRP on a, a F-150 Raptor is, like, 70. Oh, okay. You know? So. I thought they'd crept up. Uh, no. You know, what, like is, what, is the, what is the base price Ford F-150 Raptor? I, I, it might even be, like, under, okay, so it's 78. Yeah. It starts at. Um, still, the the whole point, there should be so much more price separation between these two. And 56, yeah, if you get it at MSRP, that feels appropriate for the truck, mm-hmm. I think. Because um, I think it's, I think the F, I, I think the Ranger Raptor has the potential to be more fun than the V6 F-150 Raptor. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not that far off power-wise. It probably weighs way less, smaller, more nimble, 
Um, the Ranger size is pretty great. Um, Raptor R is a different conversation. Um, best thing, best thing for sale under $120,000. We've agreed. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, I, I don't know. I'm really excited for this truck. I, I, I just really hope the dealers don't fuck it up too bad. Ford has always said, we're going to do stuff to make sure people aren't marking it up. And I, I haven't seen evidence of them doing anything about yeah. that. So. Well, they could just follow their own model and release it at a, you know, decent approachable price. And then just, just like the Raptor, just continue to ratchet it up until it's unaffordable. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it sucks because the truck is super exciting and, and this is what happens. We get a, a like, like with the GR Corolla, you get a car that enthusiasts are like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Wait, it cost me how much because right. of the dealer. Right. And then, and then dealers are like, oh, I don't know why people hate car dealers so much. It's because of you. We only got four cars to sell. Of course, we got to sell them for fifty thousand dollars over sticker each. We have yeah. to retire all of these. Ugh, fucking, I uh, I just hate the whole model. Um. So either way, Ranger Raptor though looks rad as fuck. Yep. Now, uh, a different bit of news here. Um, you you remember that Hyundai Envision concept? Yeah, the one that looked like like a seventies concept car, like yeah. Food. Jajaro designed. It was all Same. fucking air and boxy. Yes. And it predated the DeLorean. Everybody wanted to compare it to DeLorean, but it actually, the, the original concept predated the DeLorean. Yeah. 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 Um, G G Giorgetto Jajaro. Yeah. yeah. He designed the Hyundai Pony con Coupe concept. Correct. Right. Um, so rumor has come out that they're going to make this fucking thing. Right. Which is crazy um it's insane i you know there's so many things that I, I don't see them being able to bring to market without watering them down especially like the uh you know the wheel covers like the aerodisc but yeah i don't see why that couldn't be a factory option but yeah. um i don't know man it's just radical and I, i'd love to see it come through at just like 80 percent of what they what the concept was i don't think it would have the same powertrain the concept had because the powertrain of the concept is two rear electric motors a 62 kilowatt hour battery pack and then a hydrogen range extender. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's certainly possible, right. but I would just assume whatever powertrain winds up in the Ionic 5N is mm -hmm. probably more realistic, um, which would still be awesome because that thing's supposed to make like six or close to 600 horsepower. Right. Is, have but, they committed to it being fully EV or? the Which one? The Envision 74? Yeah. No, there's so no specs have come out on anything. It's still a rumor that they're even really announcing it because there's there's a a, a paper or a, a website in Korea called um, what is it called uh, Money Today or something like that. Mm -hmm. They're saying that Hyundai has announced. They don't have sources. This is the announce that they're going to announce. Yeah. So on May 27th, they're they're saying on May 27th they're having an event called Pony Day. Because this yeah. theoretically could be called a pony, yeah. um, so and they're saying on this day they're going to announce the production version of this vehicle. The concept makes six seventy horsepower, is what okay. they say, which is fucking insane. Yeah, um, I think it'll be right no matter what. I could see a version of this down, you know, with Kia EV6 GT, Hyundai Ionic 5N, just pure electric, no hydrogen range extender, um, and then do it as like a flagship type sports car. It'd be yeah. incredible. That design is sick. Yeah, I'm with it. Whatever iteration we get, whatever powertrain, I'm I'm with it 100%. It's cool to see automakers doing cool shit that, you know, is totally out of left field. Yeah. I 
I kind of want a car that has wheel covers. I wonder if, do you think this trend, because it's, it's been a trend before, maybe more so in motorsport, right. and now it's road car. Do you think it's going to be one of those things that's like a blip and then people are over it? Or do you think it's going to stick around for a bit? I mean, you know, speaking from the aftermarket standpoint, like Rotoform was the first to to do the aero discs. Like, right. had to have been retrofitting like old school and, and rebuilding old school turbo fans, like for BBS wheels and stuff for more than a decade and like use them in show cars and stuff. And even like, you know, RWB builds and other kind of, you know, more motorsport themed custom builds. But um, I don't know. I mean, it seems to continue to be popular and we get a lot of requests. Like, can you make, can you make the aero disc fit this wheel? And uh, we're working on some things, you know, behind the scenes on like like i said on the aftermarket side but like uh lexus just two years ago i think they built like a uh not a concept but a custom uh is and i don't know if it was the is 500 or whatever i would imagine it was but it was like you know fully motorsport theme had some crazy wrap livery and then they they made they had a set of rotiform wheels and they made like clear acrylic i believe turbo fans and I, they may have printed like Lexus logos on them or something, but like whoever the design house or whoever the, the team was at, at Lexus um, or that they hired out to do that, like, you know, we're so committed to it. They're just like, we want to show the wheel, but we love this aero disc like concept. So they made their own. They 3D printed them and, and made their own based on our uh, our drawings and our, our dimensions. So I don't know. I, I don't think when it's when it reaches the hands of the OEs, yeah, it's doomed. But um <laughs> You know, it's it's going to be cool, just like black wheels, probably for a long time. I mean, it, truth be told, they're kind of a pain in the ass to offer from the factory. You know, there's a lot of moving parts, and then you know you have to figure out a, a way to secure them, and you know to meet all the like I don't know SAE and DOT and just you know different safety standards. Like it's probably going to be more trouble than it's worth for them. But um, right. yeah, I don't know. I think uh, we'll continue to see it uh, at least in the aftermarket for a while. Um, it, it, I, I would love to have, I, like I said, I'd love to have a car with them. So I hope at some point I will have some project vehicle that it would make sense to have them on. It, it might've looked dope as hell to have them on the Jag, who knows, but, uh, you know, it's come and gone. I don't know. I feel like that's just like a weird period, like actual BBS, like deep lit BBS with turbo fans would have been fucking cool on there. Cause like they printed on, I mean, you could print on anything you want, but the old school BBS, uh, basically had like reliefs like cast into them. So they matched the wheel design behind it. Oh. You know, they would just paint in the mesh like black and gold. And then I think later they, they, uh, they went to a flat face and then they print the, uh, they would uh, like do like a vinyl print of the wheel design um, just so it was transferable and changeable. But so, uh, you know, that's, that's something that people do with their rotiform aero discs is they, they print and come up with different wheel designs to, uh, to put on there. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I always well, wanted, I don't know if I've talked about this on here, but what I've always wanted and I'm going to have someday on my Mustang is Tim Allen had a 1993 Celine Mustang that was like custom built with like T-Bird headlights. It was supercharged. It was like the ultimate. Convertible? No, it was a, it was a hatchback. It was white and it had Celine Stern, I think, or no, it had Speedline, the Celine Speedline three piece wheels, like their highest like mm -hmm. option package but then he was like you know indy cars back in the day in that era like in the early 90s they had those aero covers so they would just like have like five little slots or five little holes they weren't turbo fans they didn't have veins to catch um 
you know, air to cool the brakes. That was the purpose of the turbo fans. But these are just aero covers and they fit flush to the wheel lit. And they just had holes, you know, lightning holes, basically. Like they weren't very, very well styled. They're typically just ovals or holes, like five yeah. or six or seven holes in the face of the wheel. And it's a little phone dial. Yeah, exactly. And they were just flat with like this deep recessed hub area where they connected to the wheel somehow. And I, dude, I've searched eBay high and low. I've talked to like all my friends that like have worked in Indy and like, you know, nobody knows what happened to all those. Like you still see them on cars and museums and stuff, but like, it's the coolest looking thing to me. I, I have to have them on my Mustang one day. And, um, there's a few guys that like will reverse engineer them and build them for me, but, um, I just haven't gotten down to it yet. But, um, I think those are, are cooler than, uh, turbo fans personally, but, nice. um, you know, cause you still have this wheel style behind that, like that's yeah. completely independent and, you know, it's, you can just do some crazy stuff if, you know, right. with modern technology with 3D printing and, oh, and yeah. CNC machining and stuff. Like, you, I think you can come up with something really cool for that. Nice. Um, back to the midsize truck segment. Um, Toyota, there's more leaks, more leaks. Um, I think the news is supposed to drop in a little over a week on what the truck's all about. But so far, they've shown it's going to have a manual option still, which is interesting. It's going to have a hybrid, which is kind of a game changer for that segment. And then they're going to do the Trail Hunter model, which looks really cool. Um, but all of this is to be come back around and say the midsize truck segment right now is on fucking fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there isn't a bad choice. Um, it, it's, I'm assuming the Tacoma is going to be good because it's the t Tacoma and it has to be yeah. good. Um, the new Ranger looks awesome. The Canyon and Colorado are great. Uh, that that 2.7 liter has, you know, great torque. And then even the Frontier, which everybody forgets about, um, right. has tons of power. Like that engine is is really good. And 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 then you can, if you want, you can add the um, like the Ridgeline and the Santa Cruz in there. And because like even though they they might not be quite as capable, they're both still really nice trucks. Um, Ooh, so you call them trucks. Yeah, I still consider them truck. I mean, I, I've towed with the Ridgeline. I've done that shit. Uh, Santa Cruz is is probably closer to not being a truck, but it, to me, you know, it's got the bad. And, you know, maybe call it a Ute. <laughs> sure, keep it Australian. Um, but uh, but it, it, as far as like, it's the nicest one inside the Santa Cruz, you know, because it just has the nicest interior. Even though the the, the Canyon is pretty nice as well. Yeah, um, but that I mean, the Tacoma is going to be. A hot ticket when it comes out uh, for sure and then the ranger's gonna be right there so it's gonna be fun to see trd pro versus ranger raptor versus canyon and colorado at4x slash zr2 it's it's some good shit you 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 will have more wheels being sold <laughs> for, oh, for, for sure. those trucks i'm sure for sure it's like yeah it's funny because it's a market segment i don't pay that much attention to but it's probably like our third highest selling kind of uh um applications mid-size trucks like for sure full-size like 1500 trucks then probably jeeps and then mid-size trucks and suvs yeah. and it's something i've never paid to personally paid attention to personally it's not something i've ever shopped for so i've never really been like an right. expert on on any of that stuff like i don't have the use case for it but i see more and more of these trucks like especially down in san diego like i feel like everybody in san diego has a tacoma or a, or a forerunner oh, they're all they're all like kitted out they have fucking full overland status and every light every light bar known to man and like all the yep. shit hanging off the side so you know it's uh 
I, I'm trying to think like, I, I don't know what to like associate it with what previous like automotive trends. Like I think the Overland deal is like closest to like vanning in the late seventies. Cause like, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's but a it's good not one. the same. It's not, I don't know. It's, I hate to say it's fun or as sleazy, but it's definitely not like cruise up to the bar and then like, let's go out to my, my Tacoma. No, and, no, no. It's, it's, yeah. pit, like you would in an old school like man, but like, would be, the more but it's like, would be like, it's like you take your lifestyle is your car. You take everything you need with you so that, yeah. you know, whether you're bugging out or whether you're just leaving straight from the office on Friday to go like camping or whatever, like, it's like, this is my lifestyle. This is what I do. This is who yeah. I am. And like, you know, it's yeah, just out Absolutely. there. Yeah, no. And, and, and it's fun. And the people who are into it are really into it and, you know, good for them. There's a lot of, there is uh it's a high dollar segment right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Overland Expo kicks off soon in, in Arizona. One of these years I'll go to it, but yeah, a lot of money to being spent and made. Um, I just have never been to it. I, it's just hard for me to justify mm-hmm. taking the time to go camp for a few days. Like I've had PR people like, Oh, you're coming. We want to set up a meeting. To-. I'm like, I, I'm not, I would like to, but you know, I just don't have time to, to do, to do it. Um, is it a thing where you have to camp there? I don't know. I've never been either, but no, it's like kind of like the whole, I'm sure people, not everybody does, but it's like part of the fun, you know, like if you go into like a whole thing about overlanding, everybody's fucking camping and cooking sure. and drinking, you know, sure. um, now speaking of expensive and off road, oddly enough, all of the, uh, results of the Lamborghini Huracan Storato drive have filtered out uh and word on the street is that the car fucking rules <laughs> so cool <laughs> i talked to a, a trusted uh person in the industry who i trust yep. their opinion they said it was it was great because they hate supercars because it's all about posturing and look at me and posing right. up and doing this and this was so much more fun because you sure. could just drive it and you would you could have fun at lower speeds, um, just because you you know it has like a more of an all terrain tire, softer so suspension, sick. and and they, he loved it. I think I know who you're talking about, and that that doesn't really surprise me. I mean, I, anything that's made nowadays has to be a great product. I feel like, especially at you know certain price points, but it just it seems like such a waste of resources for a company like Lamborghini. I mean, I guess they could borrow from. Audi and like their rally heritage and their, you know, engineering, but I don't, I just don't get it. Like, I, like, are they, are they going to field a factory team in any sort of rally or off-road race series? Like, I don't, I just don't understand the, the business case. I mean, they'll sell the shit out of them, but I mean, like, sold. yeah, like you can't buy one. They're already like, sold. <laughs> you know, what does it do for, for their engineering and the direction of their, you know, their products? I don't I just don't, I don't understand it, man. I don't like cars that try and perform like trucks, like, especially when they're that expensive. Get, get fucking four trucks, get a couple Raptors, then get a, another Huracan or fucking a 911. I, I personally love dual nature vehicles. So these things like the Dakar and the Storado, I prefer the looks of the Dakar because yeah. the Lamborghini is too much like style wise. That looks um, like a Liberty Walk car that's unfinished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, but everyone who's driven it said it was fucking. It was a blast. And the course that Lamborghini set up at Chuckwalla, um, because some people were like, "Oh, I thought we would do like an off-road course and then yeah. an on-road course." They 
they like combined a combination. They did it like a rally cross course. They went track to dirt, back to track. Like they, that's it cool. was like a rally cross course. That's um, cool. But when am I yeah. ever going to use that? Like, when are they ever going to set the track up like that again, just for me and no, like I know. I know. for other people that that have one of these? See, I I could make the argument because if I had one of these cars, I would take them on trails and shit like that. However, I fully admit that 99.9% of the people who buy these, I'm going to do shit with them. Right. Yeah. So I'm with you there. I am with you there. Um, Now, speaking of expensive cars, because I'm very good at segues, um, a Skyline, a certain Skyline just sold at auction for $1.35 million. Was it another 400R or what was it? It was the Paul Walker owned and oh. spec hero car from oh. Fast and Furious. Okay. Um, there were a bunch of cars in that movie, like a lot of converted GTTs and GTSs right. to look like this R34. This was the only one that survived, and he specifically requested it and had it specced with like the right this exhaust, these seats, blah 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 blah. So it was his car. Color was it? Was it blue? Blue, Bayside blue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, um. So it's the most, it was like a record breaking price for a Nissan. It was a record breaking price for Skylines, you know, like all this shit. Um, and I, th- I think it's an, it's a wild, wild price. And, um, you know, whatever your thoughts on Paul Walker related to right. his other things, I think the car is an important car for automotive culture. So I could see why someone with money would, would, dole sure. out this much money for like w- way more than any other skylines. Well, that uh, minus that, what was that? R 400 or whatever it is. But, yeah. yeah. I don't have much of an opinion on it. Like I never understood, like I get movie cars, but like, especially if it's the car, like I understand like it has intrinsic value, but um, like, you know, we've talked about this before, just like having like a 77 fucking uh, black Trans Am, like, I wouldn't pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for one just because it was used in the movie or fucking Burt Reynolds signed the dash. Like (laughs) I'm shit about that. Like if, if it doesn't do something better, like if it doesn't perform better and like, I can't use it, like it's, it's never going to have that, like I said, added value and intrinsic value to me. So, I mean, I get it. Like, I'm sure that person, it's probably not the, the first and only, you know, collector car that they'll, they'll own. So, Oh, for sure. You know, I don't think the price is that outrageous, but whatever. Like, I, that's something I, 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 would, I wouldn't even click on that story if I saw it. Like, I just, <laughs> I just, it, those cars aren't I that think special. You have to treat it like, I think you have to treat it more like a, like a cultural milestone yeah. because yeah. of what those films did, you know? Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's worth it to somebody, but so I'm not going to like clown them, but I just, you know, <laughs> that wouldn't even be on my radar. Like, I wouldn't even consider All right. it. All right. Um, now switching to stuff that is on our radar, what's going on with your cars? Um, nothing's happened, uh, but it's about to, I finally got my tax refund. Thank you, uncle Sam. So, uh, it's just time to get active and, you know, kind of carry out, uh, all the plans on, on everything that I've been, you know, impatiently waiting for and putting off for like the last few months. So. Yeah, man, the wheels uh, should start turning here in the next uh, next few days on the Mustang, you know, getting that thing back on the road, getting the, the Lincoln into the garage so I can rip that out and start on that, getting the K10 sold. Like, you know, I'm just kind of 
literally just like sat on my fingers and toes and done nothing since winter really, or even last summer. So, um, honestly looking forward to just getting back in the turning wrenches and making shit happen and, you know, enjoying my shit. Like I'm, I realize I'm just like lazy sack of shit and I haven't done anything for so long. That, yeah. You're going to be complaining about the heat in that garage soon. So you yeah, might I know, well... I know, but whatever. Um, I gotta suck it up. That's good. Though. I, I, I really need to see that Mustang running like, mm-hmm. like on the road. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, man. Yeah. I think um, I'm going to change the starter and the battery in that, like the Optima that's in it, like just never holds a charge. And like, I've killed, like had to warranty like six of those batteries and I just don't trust them anymore. And I don't think, I think once they've been depleted, they never recover their full cranking amps. It's my, my hypothesis because like I've always had hot start issues with those. So I'm going to replace the starter, even though the starter is relatively new. Like, you know, it's only got a couple hundred miles on it. I replaced it in like 2016. I'm just going to replace the starter, replace the battery, see if I can get it started because like it just like clicks. It doesn't do anything now, even with like a fully, what I think is a fully charged battery. So that's going to be the first step. And if I can, you know, just drive it, smog it, then, you know, enjoy it for a minute, then I'll be happy to do that. But I still want to do the Holly Terminator and like some other things and, you know, just kind of upgrade as I go. So. Fingers crossed that it's not too serious just to get started, that it's maybe just the, the battery and the starter. But uh, if not, then whatever. I've already got a plan for it, so we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> nice. Uh, six Optimas, though, man. That sounds like something might be... Well, they drinking. sat. They just yeah. sat. Like, the car didn't even have, like, a draw on it. Like, it sat with a charger. And then, like, when I didn't, like, have the trickle charger on it, they just fucking... They just didn't Did last. You have a trickle charger set to drain? um that sucks uh on my front um obviously i don't have any problems with the jag that's that's Mm -hmm. doing great um the um the montero is just in a weird spot right now where i gotta get some stuff fixed um i still haven't solved the check engine light even though i fixed the wiring to and from the two sensors on the front of the engine so that's annoying um this on center steering feels looser than ever so i want to get that fixed Ever since I swapped in the heavier duty rear springs, the front suspension feels um, softer, mm-hmm. like adjusting the rear clearly affected the front a bit and I need to like retune the front suspension. I, I, I got to look more into that. Um, yeah, we do it. I, yeah, but I mean, the shocks are good. They just need to be retuned or something. I want to wire up the, I have a list here. I, I want to wire up the aux beam panel. I got to change the front brakes. I got to look at the clutch slave. Um, and uh, yeah, which I want to do soon because I'm going to drive it on a long ass road trip to Northern California at the end of the month. So I want to get that fucking sorted. Well, um, let me know if you want to come by the speakeasy or if you've got, uh, got mechanics lined up. I am talking to a guy who's going to look at it for me. So I got, I just got to get it done. Um, uh, but that's where we're at on the car stuff. Um, I'm jumping over and I'm pulling up our questions for tonight. Cause we have a, a few Instagram questions and let's see. All right. Tools of war asks if I'm switching to manual hubs. Cause he saw the post, the picture I posted was of the auto hub of the Montero and no, just one of the hub covers, uh, went missing on my truck. So I just had to replace that. So I'm not, I I'm fine with the, the auto hubs, even though I heard the manual hubs are better. Um, drawn Bradley asks, how was Asheville? Asheville's awesome. I need to spend more time there and I need to ride mountain bikes there. 
Did you ever catch up with uh, with my buddy Garrett? Did you guys have a meet? No, I think we might have briefly crossed paths um, when uh, like our waves overlapped a little bit, but we were on different parts of the trip. Mm-hmm. I told him if uh, if he saw you to to come say what's up, but I didn't hear anything, so I figured probably not. We we talked really quickly on Instagram about mm-hmm. how we were on different waves. Um, Mystic Negro asked, "Did Ron have to finish V School to get the co-hosting gig?" I think that's a related to a Blake wrong question because Blake went to like Cadillac's V school. I think we used to do a lot of jokes about it. Mm-hmm. And that's like a deep, deep cut wow, of yeah. the podcast. Um, no, Ron, Ron didn't go to V school. <laughs> I just had to badger uh, you for a few months to. No, not even. Um, Madalena, Jeff, can we get a breakdown of each gen of Montero from Montero man like yourself? Um, uh, yeah, sure. I won't go too deep into it, but obviously I'm partial to the first gens. Um, I just like the boxier styling. Um, then the Gen 2, uh, later on in the Gen 2, they have a better, just a more powerful engine, a little bit nicer on the inside. Um, uh, then Gen 2 and 0.5 was like a mid-cycle uh, refresh with better any, looking any, any idea of the year range here? Like, uh, I know Gen 2.5 is like 98 to 2000. So that would mean Gen 2 is um, 92 to 97, 98. And, and first gen is like either 87 or 89 to 91, which mine's a 91. Gotcha. Um, the, I, I don't really care for the third gens. I think there are some nicely built ones, but I think they start to lose some of the off-road capability um, unless you upgrade them because it's switched um, it switched to a unibody in the third gen. Um, I don't think you could get lockers anymore on the third gens or it was like traction control based stuff. There was like a torsion diff instead of a locking diff. Um, so they're, they're the, the sweet spot is kind of gen two, gen 2.5, but I am partial to gen ones just cause I like the style. Um, so, and if you're going to get a Gen 2, get a get a two and a half because it has the better looking fenders. The blister fenders is what they're called. Got it. I have a quick question while, while we're there. Um, what are the benefits of lockers? Like you, I think you said oh. the, the Ranger Raptor has lockers front and rear. Like when is that only oh, for yeah. low speed stuff or when is that, you know, desirable or necessary? Lockers are in like, in just the best way to get traction because it's putting all the power down it's forcing like the wheels to like your 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 differential is locked um so like not one of the wheels isn't going to slip like the, the power is being sent to the fucking wheel so the truck is crawling its way up the hill if you have a rear locker that's nice once you combine front and rear when you're fully locked it's like it's like a jungle cat has all its claws into the ground and it is fucking straining to get up that thing. I was on, uh, when I did that off-road thing in um, Arkansas, in uh, the Ozarks, we were in this really well-built 80 series Land Cruiser that just had all this work done. It had this monster JDM swapped turbo diesel engine, which had like, it sounded like a a Peterbilt, had this great turbo whistle, had a serious Dobbinson suspension system, you know, 40 inch tires, all this crazy shit. just had lockers done, air lockers, and we discovered that they weren't working, like they weren't locking up. So we had a super capable truck and there were sections of the trail where like 
Tacomas and Forerunners that had lockers with stock ass engines could walk up it and we had to winch up in spots because we couldn't get there without the locker because it just couldn't get the grip on the technical parts of the terrain. So when you have lockers, I'm going to add lockers to my truck at some point. Um, it's just, it's, it's a game changer um, for off. If you want to get more serious about off-roads, lockers are just such a crazy upgrade. You can, you can just start crawling over so much right. more aggressive shit. But that, um, it, so it's really just an advantage of low speeds, like crawling stuff. That's what I'm getting at. Like mostly, however, if you, like, is there any, if you, if you do a locked rear, like you would never do, you would never want to lock front for high speed stuff, but you can do a locked rear um, just to keep the power flowing in like, uh, like sand dune type situations. And uh, just have, it's, it's like a fun, like a Baja mode and a Raptor back into two wheel drive sort of thing. Um, but yeah, there, the, you can do it for higher speed stuff, but it's definitely extremely loose, useful on the low speed stuff. Uh, Dissonance Smithing says, what's your aspirational guitar song of the moment? Cause it always changes. Um, I'm just happy to, to play anything. Um, I don't have an app. Well, I'm trying to learn some Pearl Jam, but I'm discovering that Pearl Jam is kind of harder than the basic rock and roll shit that I've been learning. But then I find a riff where I think it's going to be hard. And like today I learned there's that opening little riff to Layla by Eric Clapton. I was like, oh, that's not that hard at all. Um, so it's been fun that like certain things are starting to click a little bit guitar wise. And then, then you get to a song, you're like, oh, let's try this. You're like, oh, this is fucking impossible. So when I come to the ones where I'm like, oh, this is impossible. I look forward to revisiting that song in a month where after some more practice, I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not as impossible. So th that's more of the, the challenge, nothing specific. Uh, Taylor356 asks, can we get some 777 style merch? That's uh, funny and kind of on time. It's not something I've like seriously considered, but there are a few different designs that uh, that I, I have in my head, just like unique random shit that I'm, you know, inspired by the cars and the, I don't know, the, uh, the cultures and lifestyles within like the automotive space that, uh, I don't know, the, the fact that one person asked for it actually makes me think that I should do it. So, uh, yeah. Maybe be on the lookout. I can't. I can't make any promises of win, but uh, like I said, I've got some ideas and I've got some people that are willing to help me make that happen. So uh, yeah, maybe. I was just thinking of a, a t-shirt design I wanted to do that was just like, like an inclusive thing where it like had a Hooniverse logo, like a small one, and then on the back it just says like "Cars are for everyone." Just like something yeah. just simple. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then uh, Josh, Mr. Steal Your Dog, says, can we do a drunk podcast here and bring it way oh, yeah. back? Uh, I mean, yeah, give the people what they want, I guess. Um, it, yeah, we'll see. To answer you <laughs> and Josh, I forgot to, to book my tickets, but I'll, I promise I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, you still have the flight info? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. So we can drink in the lounge together like gentlemen. Yes, sir. Uh, Type R. Kelly, ever had any sketchy Craigslist or Facebook uh, marketplace deals? I haven't. Um, I, I don't know why I've been fortunate enough to not ever have those. I don't know why my camera's out of focus right now. But um, come on, fix yourself. Fix yourself. There's my face. Come on. Okay, there we go. Um, 
I haven't. I, I maybe I'm just not buying and selling enough shit. But no, I've always it's always been fine. I mean, I've even had people come to the house for them, which you're not supposed yeah. to do. But whatever. No, I've never had an issue. You? I've never I've never been sketched out. Um, I've had plenty of people flake and waste my time and like say they're on the way and like send an address. And it's just like, dude, like you begged for this. You named your price. I accepted. I told you to come and pick it up today, cash only, or I accepted whatever terms you had. Like if you were like, I've I've only got Zelle or PayPal, fine, come get it. And then they just completely ghost. Like I got so frustrated with selling wheels in particular because people just don't give a shit about your time. But, um, I had one dude that like did get sketched out by me and I'm just like, dude, I can't make this any easier. Like, you know, like I sent this guy even videos of, of the wheels that he was buying that I was in. Like, and I'm like, you know, I sent him like Hoonigan videos and other stuff. And I'm just like, these are the wheels. These, this is the car that those wheels came off of. And it's like me and Musto. And like, you know, it's like, I'm showing you who I am. And like the guy owned a wheel company and I know like, I don't know him, but I know his company and he knows my company. And like, we have all the same customers and shit. And he was buying some wheels and he came to pick them up at my house. And this is when I lived in the other place. So I lived on the second floor and I had the wheels in my apartment. It was a pain in the ass to bring wheels up and down, like outside. Like, I'm not going to sit on the curb and wait for you to show up and hope I don't get robbed. So you know, I'm in downtown Long Beach. So I pull, what I did was I rolled the wheels into the elevator lobby and on my floor and I went down and got him and I was like, the wheels are right up here. And he was like, uh, can you, can you bring him down? And I was just like, what? I was like, the whole point in not bringing him down is I don't know what you're prepared to pay me today. I have no idea how much cash you have. Like we didn't agree on a price. You wanted to check the wheels out first. I'm giving you that opportunity, but I'm not trying to slug these things all over, you know, Long Beach, you know, for you to say, Oh no, uh, there's one blemish there. Um, no, I'm going to give you $500 when I'm asking two, two grand. So he like, I was like, listen, dude, like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. I'll, I'll go up and get one wheel and break it down. And you can look at them. Like, I mean, dude, this is a, like, like I just didn't know what to do. I was like, I, I felt like, he, like, I felt so shitty that he didn't trust me. He thought I was going to like mug him or something. I'm just like, dude, we like have all the same friends in the industry. Like we've been doing the same thing. We work in the same right. business. We've been doing this for 20 plus years. Like, I'm not here to rob you. Like this is, that would be <laughs> one hell of a fucking ruse send you all these videos and pictures and shit and swap all these stories and now now i'm gonna rob you yeah officers this guy right here i have seven videos yeah he's like what a weirdo we follow each other on linkedin i know who it was Uh, (laughs) um that's funny um the lazy dutchman what's the best car for a wife that crashes into everything but the class but has class f my life (laughs) Um, i already told you it's a volvo um, because oh, froze. I, I found this stat amazing Still about frozen. the um, the Volvo um, XC90. Oh, it's, yeah. the, it's the only vehicle without a recorded fatality or something like that from an app from a from a traffic accident. Like, wow. isn't that crazy? Like, when that's you think that's, yeah. that seems crazy to me, yeah. Um, that's insane, Fuck. yeah. Um, I mean, it's no surprise that that's the vehicle, but that's right. insane that any vehicle has that perfect range. any vehicle. Right. Definitely not a Tesla. <laughs> Dying them shits all the time. Definitely not. I mean, most things that we like, to be honest, like Mustangs. There's I'm sure yeah. tons yeah. of them. Mustangs. People probably roll Monteros. You know, like I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, it, trust us, guys. We know our cars. <laughs> 
safe um, either. Um, no, I say get just get a Volvo. Um, buy a certified pre-owned Volvo. Yeah. If, uh, and and just be ready. Just have the warranty just in case that twin-charged engine gives you shit. Or if you don't get the twin charge, the little turbo engine. And otherwise, Volvo. Um, but really, anything modern is is going to be fine these days. Yeah. But, I was having this conversation the other day. Like, there's really no shitty cars anymore. Like, you you cannot go into a dealer and buy an absolute fucking hunk of shit. Like, there's just there's just nothing that's really that bad just because of not only regulations and like added content and safety features and stuff, but just you know to be competitive. Like, you've got to you've got to have a certain standard of build quality just right. to sell a car, a new car these days. But also, I mean. I just drove new cars are expensive as shit. So it's like, you know, they automakers figured out we're going to sell less cars per year. I heard like 2021 and 2022 were like, I don't know what the total sales figures were, but like manufacturers sold $2 million, 2 million fewer cars in those years as compared to 2019. Yeah, you can't really count those two years. I know, but the price has gone up so considerably not just with dealer markups but msrps like they're just like fuck it we'll sell less cars we're fine with this model we'll sell less cars we'll just sell them to rich people and we'll fucking sell them for you know 25 percent more than what we were getting before like yeah i I realize inflation is a factor but you know everything is not as expensive as it was two years ago like they could have come down on pricing if they wanted to but prices never come down they go up and they never come down yeah yeah um, they, we just had our first dip uh, in the month over month annual transaction price, but it fell by like fifteen dollars or something, you know. From, right. for, but it's still forty eight or forty nine thousand dollars. It's still very high, which is just wild. Um, you know, it should be down into like the high twenties, low thirties. Um, wild. Never see it again. No, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, that's it. It is crazy. It is crazy. Um, that's funny. I wrote out this whole like nice outline for this episode, and um, it, I think it, we ended up keeping it like high and tight because this is a short. We're straight through it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Forty-two minutes. <laughs> I feel bad. Like I'm like, oh, cool. I'm gonna get all this content. We're gonna do a nice episode. Um, but it is funny. Before this, Ron and I are both talking about how we just feel old and tired today, yeah. too. So that probably doesn't help. Dude, I was going to say, I'm, I'm not like 100% spirits right now. So, and I take, take what you get. I'm mentally fucking over it because I just watched game six of Celtics Sixers and I can't believe they won. Um, so, yeah. Oh, man, I'm more, watching. more on that game seven later this weekend. Though. I have Western Concert. Western Conference semis on right now on two TVs, and I was. Well, it's bad. It's a blowout. Uh, Denver's up like twenty five points. They were just up thirty, so it looks like uh, looks like Phoenix is going to be out of it, which is disappointing to me. I was hoping to see them in the Lakers in the in the Western Conference Finals, but whatever. I love playoff basketball. I don't really care. I don't really have a team, but um, it's it's always super fun this time of year. Like seeing, like yeah, I think it's the best. Like athletic competition, honestly, you know, in professional sports, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I love playoff basketball. Um, yeah. Oddly I, can't, enough, I can't watch a regular season game for shit. Like I can't. Yeah. 
I can watch regular season, but but I, I definitely pay much closer attention during um, the playoffs. But on the flip side, I don't pay as much attention during the hockey regular season, but hockey playoffs are fucking awesome. Except this year, they fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, for personal reasons. Um, but whatever. Whatever. Um, going to see the Red Sox in a week, thinking about other sports. Um <laughs> All right, that's it. On, on that sports-related note. That's all I got for this week. Yeah, keep an eye out for Triple Seven style merch. Apparently, oh keep an eye out for uh, how long Arrow covers are going to last, and uh, <laughs> and keep an eye out to see if that Envision actually happens. Yeah, uh, that's all I got for this week. We'll see you next week. Later. Bye.